0: Well hello everyone, welcome to Real Estate and Transactions Law for Paralegals and uh, we're here in Liberty University School of Law's beautiful Supreme Court room and I'm going to introduce the course a little bit to you and talk about the importance of property law and real estate transactions in general and within the framework of the Western legal tradition of which the United States of America's legal system is certainly a part and then also within the framework of the practice and the type of work that paralegals do. And I hope what that will do is uh, make you excited and encouraged to uh, really get into the course, uh, dig into the material and learn a lot. There's gonna be places that may get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Some of the things we're gonna ask you to do uh, may be a little challenging. And uh, so I wanna prepare you for that right now and, and excite you about it maybe so that you'll, you'll be ready to overcome that. So let's talk about, uh, by way of introduction, the importance of real property law, property law in general, and real property law in particular in the Western legal tradition. Uh, all throughout the Western legal tradition, which uh, traces back to uh, at least uh, the the high middle ages, the years around 1000 AD to 1100 AD, uh, All throughout that time, covering most of Europe and other countries, all throughout those places, property law has been an important part of the legal system. We have a system that is based on the ideals of private property. The idea that uh, we are in a sense, if not in the ultimate sense, but in a temporal sense, the owners of property, and then we are charged with the stewardship of that property. A very important concept and indeed a very biblical concept. The Western legal tradition grew out of a time where the Christian worldview was the dominant worldview, not just among elites in society and rulers, but really among all of the people of the time. And and within that worldview, we understand God to be the, the ultimate owner of all property. God is the eternal owner of all property, indeed of all things, even ourselves. But there is this very real sense in which God entrusts to us uh, private property. He entrusts to us property uh, and we're to be stewards of that property and use it for His glory. We see this all the way back before the fall even. Uh, The Lord God, after creating the man and the woman, He gives them what we often call the cultural mandate, the very first commands to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and have dominion over it. So God entrusted to them uh, this first couple and their offspring. Even in a state of sinlessness, He entrusted His property that He ultimately owns to them in a temporal sense for them to own, manage, take dominion over for His glory. And as I say, we see that there before sin. uh, And we see there a picture that even if sin had never occurred, I think it's safe for us to assume that the mission of Adam and Eve and their descendants was going to be to spread the garden over the earth, and that's taking dominion of the property. In a very real sense, that's the way property works now. Uh, some of us have been entrusted with a lot of property, like maybe Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or uh, Warren Buffett. people you want to think of who are really wealthy. God's entrusted them with a lot of property, and they'll answer for that property. Uh, but similarly, uh, if God has entrusted uh, even the poorest of us with some level of property, and we are answerable to God for the dominion that we exercise over that. Now, that then is where the, the, the issue of government civil magistrate enforced and protected private property rights really becomes a big deal because I owe a duty to God to use my property that He's given me for His glory. He has entrusted that to me in the temporal sense. I have a duty toward Him. That means that I have a right, at least this is the way it's been understood within the Western legal tradition, I have the right to use that property as best I can as I see fit to God's glory without the interference of the government or even other people. And uh, a great example of that is uh, when, when God commands uh, early on in the, in the Old Testament, we see the command, do not steal, part of the Ten Commandments. That do not steal presumes that I have a private property right that the civil magistrate will help me to enforce, will help to protect uh, against somebody who would interfere with that by stealing it, right? If if there's no private property to say do not steal doesn't make sense. If there's no way to know that if, if everybody owns your computer, if everybody owns your book equally and I come and take it from you, how do you know I've stolen it from you? I own it just as much as you do. So do not steal presupposes that private property right, and it also presupposes that the government would uh, enforce uh, that property right, or at least provide me a mechanism where I can enforce it, and you'll certainly see that. Do not steal is sort of an extreme example. It's criminal to steal, right? But there's other ways, as you'll see throughout the course, that uh, rights and property can be interfered with. There's ways that I can give... Uh, people the ability to restrict my use of my own property. Maybe I can take part of my property, in fact a good way to think of property rights is like a bundle of sticks. If I had a bundle of sticks in my hand, that might be a way to think about my private property rights. And I could take one stick out and give that stick to you. Let's imagine it's a building and I've got a bundle of sticks that represent my rights of ownership in that building, my right to use that building, um, my right to sell that building. If I lease that building to you, I might take one stick out, the right to use the building, and give that to you. And I would do that in a lease transaction. I'm still holding the other one. You've got that. So we're going to see ways that we can deal with property like that. But it's all built on the foundational idea that I do, in fact, have a private right, an ownership interest in that property. That's sort of a Christian worldview foundation. You'll be able to think about that a little more as you go in. So this idea of private property in a very real real way is foundational within the legal system. It underlies tort law that you'll look at later, or may have already looked at if you've taken that course. It underlies contract law, commercial law, business organization law, because in a real sense those are different ways that we deal with and manage and understand property rights. That's the Western legal tradition. That's the Christian worldview, sort of in a nutshell to get you interested. Then we would look at how does that uh, play out in the practice that a paralegal does. In my experience, paralegals uh, have a very large role in real estate transactions and property law. Uh, Paralegals uh, do title searches, paralegals draft title documents, paralegals draft deeds and mortgages, they prepare closing statements, they deal with title insurance. All of these things, paralegals under the supervision of and in cooperation with attorneys, uh, draft these documents, uh, conduct these transactions. And we want to give you a chance in this course to, to get a good experience of that so you'll be prepared to go out and, uh, and practice uh, paralegal law in this area, practice as a paralegal. So here's some of the things that, that you're going you're gonna to do. Uh, you're certainly going to read material so you can learn uh, the basics, the doctrines. You can learn how these things work. You're going to have uh, some, some quizzes and tests to, to check that, uh, comprehension to check that you've been reading that. Um, you're going to have some discussion boards. A couple of the topics uh, that you're going to deal with there are designed to draw out some of the Christian worldview implications and to really make you think through how property rights impact some of the biggest issues that we face in our society today and some of the biggest issues we face in what we would talk about is the culture wars. So you'll see that. And that may challenge your comfort zone some to have to talk about those things, but that'll be good. You'll talk about them in a respectful way. You can have an honest debate about them, hopefully informed and uh, well-researched and documented, and that, that type of discourse is a good thing to get used to. It's a big part of the legal world. Then the the other assignment that you're going to have is going to actually involve asking you to go to a courthouse, to go to a uh, a land records facility, and that really relates to the way that we have treated private uh, property, particularly real property, very specially in the Western legal tradition. Virtually every county in America is going to have a, a deed vault a place where the, the public, public records are maintained of property ownership. So we're going to ask you to go there to take a look at some of that, to go through uh, a lot of what you would do to actually conduct a title search and then prepare some documents out of that that will, will help you to be ready uh, to, to actually practice in this area uh, should you have the opportunity to do that uh, after receiving your education here. So those are the things that are coming up. I often tell students, uh, if you take a class that you're going to have that I've designed, if you take a class with me in person, I often tell students, and I'm going to tell you now, we've actually got a harder job here uh, than, than they have at the big state schools, the ones maybe you think of as being the really good schools, the UVA's, the University of Michigan's, University of Chicago, maybe the Ivy Leagues or the Stanfords, you know, those types of schools, we usually sort of elevate those schools in our society, don't we? Uh, and we think that how hard it would be to be there. I'm going to say we've got a harder job here. And the reason we do is this, if it's, Dr. Falwell used to often say, if it's, if it's Christian, it ought to be better. And I really believe that. So we have to learn real estate transactions and property law for paralegals just as well as they do at any of those schools. We have to learn the principles, the doctrines, how to do the documents, do the title search, all that stuff. We have to learn that just as well. And we have the additional uh, challenge of learning how to understand all that from a Christian worldview. There was a time in the West where that was almost a given. Everybody was equipped with that. But unfortunately, as we've drifted from those foundations, that's not true anymore. And sometimes that's the hardest challenge is to learn to think about these things from a Christian worldview. But if you do that, if you can learn the what we might call the secular stuff, if you learn that really excellently and you do a great job there and you learn how to understand all of that from a Christian worldview, Uh, then uh, you're really going to come out of here equipped to understand uh, and practice in this area in a way that uh, will be excellent and will bring bring God glory. And that's what we want to do. So I pray the Lord's rich blessings on you as you go through this study. I pray that you learn a lot. I pray that it challenges you to work hard and that God will be greatly glorified by everything we do. Thanks for choosing Liberty University online and being a part of our community here and Godspeed through the rest of your course.